This is for the free thinkers, the curious beings that swim upstream, who see possibilities, not problems, that learn from the past, live by the present, and create the future. This is the I Love Ugly Audio Show. On this episode, we sit down with close friend and ambassador of I Love Ugly, hip-hop artist Chester Watson. We discuss the importance of goal setting, the role ballet played in his life, how he breaks through a creative block, and why experimenting with sleep and fasting improves his ability to make quality music. I know you're going to enjoy this one. What's up, Chester? What you been up to, man? Yo, yo, just chilling, just... uh... I guess promoting huh, for the the instrumental tape right now. Yeah, when's uh when's the instrumental tape coming out? It, it dropped. Uh, what was it like? I guess a day ago. Like like not too long ago. Literally, we dropped it in the middle of the night, and nice. I haven't been like too crazy, too crazy on it. But um, yeah, it dropped on the, the eclipse. Yeah. What do you mean by you haven't been too crazy on it? uh like just like i like i never really go too too hard with how i promote things um i'm always just kind of like i've always just kind of been like uh it gets where it goes you know the internet does what the internet does and so um yeah i just kind of just keep it natural because i don't want to seem like i'm trying to like shove it down people's throats or nothing like that and yeah. I feel like people will gravitate to it, um, just just to let it, you know, breathe and stuff. Yeah. Like it. So just let it, whatever whatever happens, let it happen organically. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so for that, like, what what tools what tools do you use for your marketing? Is it just Instagram and Twitter, pretty much? Like, do you have a yeah. mailing list or anything? Uh, I did. I like. I have a mailing list for uh like the website, but um usually I just use like Linkfire, which is like this. Um, it's basically so that you can consolidate all of your links, um, like whether it's Spotify, iTunes, and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. SoundCloud, and you can and it it's all just one link, so it's like a kind of like a hub for uh how to how people can listen to and where they can listen to and buy your music. Yeah. I just got hip to that like this year, like last year. And, um, yeah. And I've just been using that. So that's kind of the only, only real thing, but Instagram, Twitter, not much. Yeah. 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 And then, um, cause obviously, you know, you'd classify yourself as a, as an underground artist. So how do you, how do you kind of, how do you cultivate that underground following? Um, you know, and also maintaining cool, but at the same time, you still want to move units and you want as many people as possible to hear your sound. How do you, how do you get that, that balance? Well, I think definitely, um, me starting so young, um, I started, how old were you, how old were you when you started? I started making music when I was probably like 13 or 14 and, um, and how old are you now? I'm 21. I'm about to turn 22, yeah. so it's like eight eight years almost. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I started probably like literally freshman year of high school, so I was like 14, going on 15. And um, now that I think about it, yeah, it was freshman year, so I was 14. And uh, yeah, uh, I guess just you know from skating, skateboarding, music is just like embedded into the culture, and so yeah, um, it was just like a easy 
easy uh i guess gateway especially from coming from ballet like that was yeah uh, that was it was just uh, it was just only natural i guess it was more natural than it was like forced. yeah yeah and then even to this point where you've got to in this point of your career has that so you think it's just happened purely from the music so you've not once intentionally gone out there and been like yeah fuck it i'm gonna put myself out there um chester watson i want to get as many airs and eyeballs on me as possible so they can hear hear my sound so you've never gone out and intentionally done that you've just done it all purely organic and just from people listening to it and and sharing it amongst their friends exactly yeah like phantom the video uh we were i was really big on tumblr when i was younger so like i linked up with tulsi who she like made the phantom video and she made the uh she's made like so much artwork for me and uh basically Tulsi she's actually in like Australia I think somewhere around Sydney like mm-hmm. she's uh she's really dope so like just having that like I guess uh connection to people who like were literally nowhere near me it's kind of like mm-hmm. I guess the energy was so spread out that it just kind of seeped into the water and just went everywhere i guess but yeah i feel like it definitely picked up uh slack outside of the u.s and like it picked up eyes and ears outside of the u.s before yeah it did within the states yeah that's interesting how that happens i always i always buzz out how that happened to i love ugly as well we almost started to get yeah we had a bit of an underground local following but we started getting most of our traction in the states which i always find find fascinating i guess there's always a there's always a group of people in different countries that want stuff are seeking stuff out that's not from their hometown so that's probably why it does pop off but what's uh what's just even a question i have is like what what do you think it takes to take it to that next level like you've got artists that you know, do blow up, like, what do you think that, is it just the music or do they have to have a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, other ingredients that goes with it? Like, what is that formula you think? Also just to, you know, give, give even aspiring musicians and rappers and stuff in our audience now, what, what advice or what do you think you could, uh, you know, helps distinguish those, um, those leaps? Yeah, I feel like definitely having your hand on like I feel like nowadays promotion is like if you can get like professional promotion or if you can like promote uh professionally it's probably that's the way that you should do it like a lot of people I think they're really uh they're informal with how they promote and I think that in itself is like a style of promotion you know being Mm -hmm. informal and like kind of uh more relaxed with how you like more conversational as opposed to like um like uh, like a, like an ad or whatever but i think there's yeah. benefits to to both of them and yeah. definitely uh i guess you know internet friends a lot of people have people who are like famous on like they're like super instagram famous or something and or they're mm-hmm. like super twitter famous and like people like that uh definitely they they help spread like good um good vibes and like good music like i know i have a couple of homies who who are super dope and they help me 
out like not necessarily like they're they're doing it because they you know want they know that like i guess i I appreciate it i definitely appreciate everything that anyone does for me so and all the homies they 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 definitely love to show love so yeah 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 that's yeah it's interesting eh? it's almost like yeah it's almost but do you do you think as well that you can um you know you can almost hack the system as well yeah yeah for sure i think the system can be like rigged from well yeah in a way like rigged like if there's like labels and stuff like they have a lot more power and like knowledge of the people who actually make things happen within like the music industry and uh it's more of an easier access so like there's this thing i was reading it um like the low they call it like the low pump plan or something like that and basically mm-hmm. they just meme the artist like in, mm-hmm. into into fame you know what i'm saying like that's how mm-hmm. that's like a way of promoting and it, yeah it's mm. it's clear it's evident that so many people are doing it and using this form of promotion this like mm-hmm. shock value funny hysteric like comical side of promotion um yeah to to blow up and it also yeah. uh i guess you know it, it, there's so many kids now who 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 can use music for themselves and they don't have to like go through their parents anymore like mm-hmm. that i feel like it's if you can appeal to like younger the younger generation like you're obviously start gonna start buzzing a lot quicker mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah no nah, definitely man and then just before i get into it too much as well like yeah obviously i know you i know you well and mm-hmm. uh, a number of our audience knows you well as well. But like, what's can you can you just take us back a little bit, bro? So obviously you started, you know, you said you were doing ballerina prior to this, and you did a lot of skating. Like, how the fuck did you go from being a male ballerina into making the music you make? If you could yeah. give people some context <laughs> around that, your backstory, that'll be that'll be super helpful. Yeah. So basically, when I was like, all right, so when I was super young, like I was probably like. Like when I was born, I was like a dancer and like a singer, and like I was just super, you know, like ambitious uh, as a as a character when I was younger. And so, like my yeah. mom, she definitely nurtured uh, what she saw in me creatively, you know, and how I wanted to express myself, whether it be singing mm-hmm. or dancing or, you know, what whatever it may be. And so, Michael Jackson, he was like he's such a huge inspiration for me i never really talk about it but i literally mm-hmm. have like michael jackson like plaques and posters in my room <laughs> like it's been like that since i was like literally since i started making music and like mm-hmm. that's because like my older brother he was super into michael jackson and he was super into thriller and so i guess me being into like that like thriller michael jackson he was a very like he was he was a very trippy dude i feel like he could he had like mm-hmm. some super trippy videos like thriller was trippy leave me alone was a super trippy video like mm-hmm. so those are like two of my favorite videos growing up and like mm-hmm. i guess um like once once i once i got out of like elementary school uh there was this performing arts school that was like super far away from my crib so like I had to be in like a magnet program in order to go to that school and I was like already dancing like hip-hop dancing like like 
like actually like roboting and waving and stuff like that and so like i was like yeah sure i want to i want to do ballet like my mom was like i told my mom that they came to the school and stuff and she was she was super supportive she's like yeah do it whatever mm-hmm. da, 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 da. and i ended up like falling in love with it and um like my dance teacher i had two of them there was uh they were a couple uh at the school at the performing arts school miss mervet and mr a i i have miss mervet's last name tattooed on my left hand actually because she was just like super <laughs> important to me and yeah uh, she kind of she was from egypt and so she kind of opened my eyes to how big the world could actually be like and how close to home somewhere so far could hit you know what i'm saying so it's like Mm -hmm. um she was like an egyptian but she was russian trained and like she like taught over in russia when she was younger and her story is crazy but she was super inspiring and her travels were super inspiring so once uh i hit like uh eighth year like eighth grade which was like right before high school um Mm -hmm she retired she retired like my last year of like right when we were about right when i was about to graduate middle school and so i was like it's not the same anymore for me to dance and like her not be like like she retired to the point where like nobody could get in contact with her so like that's just the type of person she was so like Mm -hmm. she didn't like her personal life and i guess her work life to be associated and that's something that I like I kind of subconsciously picked up on I guess and mm-hmm. so um yeah like so I haven't seen her since eighth grade and her name's tattooed on me but um so she and was then, super integral and then while and then while around. you're doing yeah while you're doing um ballet did you did you get bullied like i actually did yeah yeah people people like some people thought that like they would like be like yo you're gay or whatever but um it's it's also like the way and the people that went to the same school as me like the performing arts school it was it was a magnet school but it was in the hood so like normal like like hood people actually went there too you know people from the hood and like the surrounding areas of you know, J-Hop, they went to the school, but they, they just weren't in the magnet program. They went to it like it was just mm-hmm. a normal school. So, like, yeah. it was it was like a, a huge mixture of, like, you have, like, these super hipster, like, preppy, like, people, you feel me? And then you have, mm-hmm. like, the super hood, like, don't give, like, fighting every day. Like, that, that was kind of the atmosphere. It was very, like, bipolar in a sense. And so you kind of just took it how it was it's just like all right yeah they think i'm gay but i'm lifting up girls in tights all day who's really <laughs> taking the l you feel me so it's like <laughs> yeah 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 and, uh, what about the girls what about the girls though did they know did they know that you weren't gay oh yeah for sure for sure like like i was with them all day so like i kind of talked to them more than i talked to like not the homies because i was obviously go home and chill and skate with the homies but yeah like people in my classes like i had ballet for like two classes two periods and then every mm-hmm. other thing was like one one period so yeah the majority of my day would probably be with the people who who were dancing and who were mm. um you know 
like that. So they understood me probably more than a lot of people did. Yeah. Back and then, then, so so while you're doing it, at what point did you decide? Oh, I want to give this. I want to give this music thing a crack because I know that I know that people have people have ideas and they want to do something. They want to, you know, create their own personal brand mm-hmm. or start a podcast or you know things like that. But yeah. they never really act on it. At which which point were you like, "Fuck, I I I I have interest in this music thing." Obviously, you are inspired by Michael Jackson, but you're like, "I've got interest in this. I want to begin producing music. I want to begin writing and rapping." At what point during during that time did you decide? And then what actually made you pursue it and just go for it? Basically, uh, so this was like when I went to when I was going to high school. This was when. Like, I was skating. So, like, my homie Shane, he makes beats under Connie Sono. He, like, he put me on to, uh, like, Doom and, like, Mad Lib. Like, he gave mm-hmm. me his iPod one day and, and, like, when I was a freshman. And was just like, yo, uh, just listen to all my music for, like, the day, the school day. And then just give it back to me, like, whenever. And so I was just like bumping his his music all day, and like I came upon like distant lands, and like I came up like a lot of the special herbs, like instrumentals and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like doom, just like doom stuff. And he also had Tyler's like like the Yonkers, like art, art, art. He had that yeah. thing at the beginning. <laughs> that was his yeah, ringtone. Yeah. So like I was, I would just be like, "Yo, what was that?" Like, so he put me onto all of this like stuff at the same time when i was a freshman and like wu-tang he put me on to like a couple like 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 when i was in high no when i was in middle school like my like the summer before high school was when he put me on to like wu-tang and during high school is when he put me on to like tyler and earl and like our future and like uh then doom and stuff like that and so like yeah man just before just before you proceed sorry to interrupt but it's fucking crazy like I can hear Doom, MF Doom, and I can hear Bits of Earl, inspiration for your music. And I actually, when I first heard you, I was like, this is guy, this guy, this guy Chester Watson reminds me of like a new age Doom, like a younger <laughs> version, bit of a twist. But yeah, bro, I just wanted to say that. But anyway, Thanks, carry man. on, bro. Nah, that's, that's super awesome. But yeah, pretty much like I, I resonated with that sound and with like how he said things because... I was doing ballet, so, like, I came from, and I was, like, super into school. Like, I didn't, like, I had, like, I talked to girls and stuff, but, like, I wasn't, like, chilling with girls after school or, like, doing none of that. Like, it was skate, school, ballet. Like, that's how my life was. And Mm -hmm. so, like, I was super focused, and I always got straight A's, like, always. I only got, like, C's in literally my last year of high school, and that's Mm -hmm. because I was just, like, and it was only one C and that's just because I was like, bro, I'm not fucking with this shit anymore. And so pretty much like, uh, yeah, like he put me onto that. And then my brother who was like, he was like a heavy gamer. And so he had a laptop and he put FO studio onto it. Cause I asked him, I was like, yo, I want to just like, I want to try making beats or whatever, you know, I want to, I want to give it a go. Like, cause I had this, I had these crazy like time signatures in my head and like still do to this day from like dancing to ballet. Like, like it's like, like a, like an Arcadian rhythm or something like that. Like it's just Mm -hmm. embedded. And so like, um, 
yeah so i had these time signatures and i had these like weird melodies in my head from like the stuff that i used to hear and like the remnants and bits of pieces that i still you know had with me from when i was dancing and stuff and so i, I was like yo i want to try it i want to i want to see i don't really have shit else to do like this is when i'm supposed to be trying shit and failing mm-hmm. at it if i mm-hmm. don't and i'm not good at it so i tried it and you know, I was always like into poetry, but like making beats and you know putting the the, the bars to it was mm-hmm. was something new to me, and I had never really listened to rap before. Like I was listening mm-hmm. to like R and B and like classical music before that, and so like I came, I feel like I came to rap with like a a, a different sense of what rap is. You know, like I didn't mm-hmm. have the same background as like people listening to Biggie or Pac or like Big L mm. or like mm. growing up, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, yeah, that wasn't yeah. for me. That, it wasn't like, mm. not that it wasn't for me, but it just didn't happen to me. And so yeah, I feel 100%, like. hundred percent. Sometimes, sometimes I feel that when people come into say, you know, rap or business or clothing that don't have that background, usually it's one of the most, it's, it's creates something unique. I think the fact that you're naive to, to how the rules are and you know what music you should listen to like you know you grew up listening to michael jackson classical music r&b you did ballet you skated like that's you know those are different elements coming into a into a genre you know with a and you come into a genre for a fresh perspective and it's and then people are like damn your your sound sounds fresh where's this what's where's this from It's, it's like the fact that your your upbringing was all these different different elements not on much the same like when i started mm-hmm. when i when i came into the business and were into fashion i you know i was i was an artist and a graphic designer and i came into fashion and i just did what i felt was natural and mm-hmm. little did i know i was i was bending the rules and that's what yeah, actually made are. us made mm-hmm. us leap ahead you know so i think it's i think it's cool like yeah so many people think that you need to come from this background and have done this and your dad needed to be a boxer in order to get into boxing and this and that, yeah. but it's actually not, it's actually not true. I thinking, I, I think naivety is actually like a, you know, that's a real advantage or especially yeah. in like your case and my case, it worked, worked to our advantage. Yeah. It um, super well. Yeah. So your first, the first bit of material, what you made, like that must've been, like what how, how did you feel like it must have been awkward at, at first but did people vibe with it straight away or how did like what was yeah. that what was the what was the beginnings like so basically like the begin the, in the beginning <laughs> it, it i was i wasn't that good like i had you could see potential in what i was doing but i wasn't really like I was I was a beginner. I was an amateur. Like I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know how to mix. I didn't know any chords. I didn't know like 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 any um scales. I didn't know any of that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I was I came from moving my body to now I have to really tune into like my mind and my mm. my hands. So like that that was a that was a process uh of like kind of trying to internalize what I was feeling physically and channel it into mm. like words and writing. Mm, and that's so, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely definitely I feel like 
I still look back on those days and I'm like, yo, that's, it's crazy to think that I thought of that stuff when I was like that young. Like I look yeah, at, my, yeah. at my past and I'm like, damn dude like i don't even yeah. know like it'd be it'd be it'd be kind of weird for me to think of that now like yeah yeah oh uh, definitely sure. yeah i think i think when you're a kid you just don't give a you just don't give a <laughs> sh- you don't give a shit you know you say what's your on your mind yeah you're rebellious you've got beef with your parents you got beef with the world yeah, so it's yeah, it, it, it's just a it's just a way to get everything out I can uh I can definitely agree with that. Even some stuff <laughs> I did previously, I was like, even some of the campaigns and the messaging, yeah. and even when I was writing music, I was like, what the fuck was going on yeah. through in my mind? <laughs> yeah, but it's it's really interesting what you said before about the transition from moving your body and then transitioning into uh, and channeling that energy into your mind, into your music, and I I I feel that's why. You know, not all, not not everybody, but you know, there's a lot of successful athletes and musicians that, you know, um, or even athletes that uh, primarily they just have to use their 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 body like that is their mm-hmm. that's their career, and then they switch to say business, and then they succeed in business, yeah. and then they I think they just know and they learn how to tap into that, yeah. you know, how to tap into those 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 inner powers or whatever it is. And yeah. triggering it, triggering it into a new, new, new form, new medium. It's really mm-hmm. interesting. Like, what do you, what do you think? Like, you know, is there any? Do you, do you have any like hacks or tactics or anything you use to do that? Like, well, what, what? This was around the time where I just I had started like I had started smoking like trees. Like I had I had never been exposed to it before. So it was like all this stuff was kind of happening at the same time and so like i feel like you're you're getting all of this new information and new experience that y- you you st- you have to process you, f- you like you, there's no other other way for for it to be digested other than to like experience like an epiphany or like some type of euphoria especially uh mm. And when you like when you burn for the first time, it's I feel like the experience is different for everyone. And what you take from that experience and those those first few experiences, I feel like kind of sets the tone for how you are uh, Mm. when when you do it for like the rest Mm. of your life. And Mm. so like the people you're around, like the setting, all of that, it's like PTSD, you know what I'm saying? But mm, it can mm. either be positive or it can be negative. Mm. And so I, I only had these really, really like wild, like I'd be with my friends and like we'd have to go outside to burn and like it, he had this like wild, like it was in Florida, but he had this crazy, um, like backyard and it had like a Mm -hmm. sewer in it and so there was like so much space and it was just like you were kind of encased in darkness but Mm. it was hot you feel me so it's like it was just Mm. like there's all these factors that you kind of pick up on subconsciously when you're experiencing something and Mm. then in retrospection you kind of dissect it and you can put it Mm. together in a way that makes sense not only to yourself but to other people Mm. Yeah, so so interesting, man. So, do you obviously, you know, you've got some pretty, you know, you got some trippy friends as well. Like, how do you 
do you think about this stuff quite a lot and, and, and do you do it through you know, meditation or do you do it through in your music? Do you do it through you know, smoking weed, hallucinogenics, like any of that? Like do you yeah, – how do you like, experiment with this? Um, the homies, they're not as like – they're not as like too wild with it. Um, the people that I've dated, like the girls that I've dated – They've been like a bit more eccentric, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. On that, what do you side mean by that? Spectrum. Like I don't know. They're just like they're just trippy. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're like they're trippy souls. Um, a lot of yeah. them are very very psychedelic and in their own right as women. And I feel like uh, we kind of in in this in a world like we kind of discredit not purposefully. But mm-hmm. just by the nature of how things have been, like the influence mm-hmm. that the women in our lives have had on us. Mm. And, um, so important, right? Yeah. Yeah. Extremely important. And I feel like mm. having positive, you know, having positive people or positive, you know, guys, girls, parents, you know, whatever around you uh, definitely uh, shapes how you can be creative mm, and mm. like my homies they're like it's they're kind of different levels like kent he's he's a bit more mellow like yeah. shane also super mellow um yeah and you know nick he's a bit more eccentric and uh so mm-hmm. it's like there's there's all different types of energies around me but somehow yeah we all blend and i think having to do that in real time and in person mm um translates into how we make music and how we've made Mm. music definitely it's probably it's probably something people don't realize right that your uh your the person you are is is due to the people that you spend you know the five people you spend most of your time with people don't realize that so if people feel like shit all the time or feel depressed or their health isn't in order they probably don't realize it. I'm not consciously aware of it that the people they hang around with are like that as well. Exactly. And I think same same seems to be said for people that are, are successful or that are doing something innovative all the time as well. They're probably hanging out with people that are doing that as exactly. well. And I think yeah. it's the yeah, I think it's a fine distinction between people that are doing it are doing it and people that aren't is the ones that are doing it do realize that that's a real thing. Like even yeah. myself just for this year, I'm not into New Year's resolutions, but that's something that I've been far more conscious about. It's just like I got to really pick pick the people that I spend time with because that's who I'm going to become. Exactly. And um, and at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, it, it gives you a bit of self-assessment as well because if you are, you know, feeling kind of feeling a little bit not as not as not as good as you should be then it's a bit of a reflection of of, of who you are as well so mm-hmm. i think it's like a real um it's a powerful thing man and i think more people just need to realize and it's like yeah don't feel shit about it Fuck, end of the day it's you know life's short you got yeah. to you know every day you got to live every day like with high energy and and have a positive obviously the downs you know having the failures and the negativity you know, it, it's part of it. It's inevitable. You're going to do that, especially if you are trying to do something good. But I think overall, you want to you want to feel good. But that kind of it's, it's a bit of a segue to my next question, bro. It's like, what's you know, what is your greatest failure? Obviously, you're still young. Um, you know, your your career. 
I feel your career's starting. Um, but what's your greatest failure you've had to date, and how how did you had you bounce bounce back from it? Well, yeah. So I feel like personally, my greatest uh, like like my greatest like pitfall or like downfall was was in was in 2016, which is weird because it's more personal than it is like how I guess how people saw the situation. But um, like you were there for it, so you kind of understand. But uh, in 2016, like uh, past cloaks dropped, but then to like follow up past cloaks, we did um, what was it? Spring Mirage was was that mm-hmm. one. And yeah. it, it was, I feel like it was good for us to, to make it because mm-hmm. of what, like, I learned personally from making that, that, that style of music, but yeah. I feel like it could have stayed in the vault. Like it didn't have to be released to learn those mm-hmm. lessons. And also that was like, that was when like we were doing like Xanax super heavy and like that was it was just very detrimental to like all of the people who were associated with uh the, the me I guess you know like mm-hmm. not not mm-hmm. like I didn't really have like a girlfriend or anything well well I at towards the end of that year I did but um yeah like we, we were just really uh, I feel like that was the point in time when everyone around me was like the most unfocused and mm-hmm. I feel like uh, that hit us mentally, you know, after mm-hmm. the fact it's like, damn, bro, we, we, we really let ourselves like not give our craft 100% of us. You feel me? Like it was more like, mm-hmm. damn, we, we really, we really did that. You feel me? We really didn't, do the shit that we normally do before releasing and like fat like proof checking and like mm, listening mm, to it interesting like it was more like energy and like boom 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 this is done mm. we're dropping it da, 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 da. damn and so you just lost lost focus and you didn't go through that filter process which you did previously yeah which i normally yeah. do like uh mm, that's, it just that's so interesting didn't, didn't happen um yeah whether it be it was probably be like we were just going through a whole bunch of stuff like as a collective and a group of friends like shit was just going on and like uh we were like we lost the the crib that we lived in um yeah well we were renting it but like they just wouldn't let us renew our lease so we had to mm. like split up we had just gotten back together for like that year like all of us were mm-hmm. like we would be in the same crib all the time and so we yeah. were productive and that's when I made like Pharaoh and Trident and like all of those bangers. And, but then the year after that was kind of when it split and everybody kind of had to part ways. And I think that like parting ways kind of, kind of fucked stuff up and, and, and a weird. Sense. So, so how, how did you bounce back from that? Cause you know, that's, so many people do get hit with this stuff and they don't bounce back. How did you bounce back? Uh, well, I think the first, the first part of it is realizing that you're messing up, you know, like you, a lot mm. of people are very self, um, absorbed and they can't see the flaws in themselves. And mm. 
they, so true. They uh they think that they're infallible, but it's it's not the case. We're all human, and I mm. think the the fact that I had, you know, I had I I wanted to do more, and also like you know you you and Zach were were like in my ear, like I was talking to you guys emailing, and so like I was I had more. It was bigger than me. The situation I was like, mm. I had to realize that the situation and the impact that I could have was bigger than the shit that I was going through at mm. that time. Mm. Like mm. I could, if I let that situation or those situations get to me and and bring me down, then I wouldn't be able to give all this knowledge and all of this emotion that I have and can give the world i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to do that because i'd be letting like trivial stuff that and in reality could be resolved just by like like i said checking yourself Mm. that's so true man self-assessment and also accepting that this thing is bigger than you that's a hundred percent hundred percent it bro and um you know in, in life there is things that we can't control things that we can't control when the things happen that we can't control, instead of just bitching and asking why is it happened to me, we just gotta roll for punches. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, I love that, bro. And I also remember that as well a few years ago when you were emailing in, and um, it's just yeah, I I wish because when I went through my dark times when when I first started, which I've also had as well along the journey, mm-hmm. I didn't really have that. Fortunately, I had an older brother that was just starting to, who was also a big influence on me who was just starting to get into, you know, this way, this mindset. And he was, he was quite good to, um, to bounce off. But I think like that's where, that's where failures and hitting rock bottom is so important because you're, you're at the bottom. It's like, fuck, what, what choice do I have? The only way is up. It's either that or keep going down, which we don't want to do. Um, and I think, yeah. And then, and then they, I I was just reading a book by this Navy SEAL called David Goggins and he talks about it, callousing a mind. Now you callous your hands when you're working, if you go to gym or whatnot, it's it's the same Mm -hmm. thing with the mind as well. And it's that, it's actually that stuff that hardwires you and the way you deal with it is the way you can deal with future problems as well. And more, yeah. more often, more often than not, you become more resilient. You can take on more, and that's when you grow. But um, yeah. now that's that's really interesting, bro. Yeah, that's, no, that's yeah. real. I've been that's wanting real. to ask you that for a while. But what's uh, oh, yeah. just just swing it, swing it into a different direction as well. Like, what is your what does your morning ritual look like? Like, do you have because you seem someone that's very, you've got a good head on your shoulders. You're, you know, you've got a good frame of mind. Um, so what is, you know, what does your morning ritual look like? Or is there anything kind of, kind of weird that you do, um, like to kind of get you in, in, in the zone or anything like that? Yeah. Like sometimes, like when I, when I first started, like I would wake up and I would, I wouldn't eat anything until <laughs> it's weird, but I just would wake up. And because like, I feel like when you first wake up, you're a lot closer to your dreams and that plane mm. of existence uh, mm. when you first wake up before. So I would literally just wake up and instantly go to my like my laptop and my speakers and just start making whatever the fuck was in my mind. Sometimes mm. I would just wake up out of my sleep with melodies 
and mm. uh, and and play them or something like that. But usually, um, yeah, I would just wait until I did something productive to go eat. Like I like I w- I couldn't eat until I did something productive, and like mm. I feel like that. I would literally be hungry. So like I had to get something done. And so like, Mm, I think attaching our physical, what we say, yo, you're hungry for this. You got to make it, you got to make it physical. You got to actually feel that hunger sometimes. And that's what I did. Mm, mm, Yeah. So true, man. That's why even, um, I know a lot of, a lot of monks and a lot of religious people as well. Like fasting, fasting is in, you know, it's, it's written all over those, you know, the ancient books like the Bible and stuff because it does exactly like that. It's like makes you feel this, you're experiencing almost physical pain. Therefore, yeah. your your mind has to intervene. And that's where, that's fascinating, man. And then is there, in terms of a dream state, so you wake up, as soon as you wake up, you go straight to producing and writing. Can you hack that? Like, have you figured out a way to tap into that um like say during a day like doing a power nap and waking up and after 15 minutes and then getting straight into it or anything like that yeah so basically like there's there's stages of sleep that that you get there's like uh like rim and like like there's rim numbers and stuff like that there's different that you can get into deeper forms of sleep right basically and so like once you like break down those layers i feel like that's that's like i feel like it's the distance away from reality that you are the distance away from the the this physical plane's consciousness into Mm. a different plane of consciousness and existence like so and and i definitely feel like you know groggy burn uh burn a lot period so like most times I'm just tired and late nights Mm -hmm. I would stay up super late until like I was just so tired and then Mm -hmm. and then start making music and then be like falling asleep while you're making music at the same time but you know it's it's definitely like there's different processes that I've that I've gone through over the years like making making music yeah so you've so that's so you've really experimented with that so on the verge of exhaustion and passing out to waking yeah. up fresh so you really just experiment to see what you can come up with do you find mm-hmm. do you find that the what you make the music which you make when you do go into those different frames of mind are different to where if you were just you know during the day full eight hours sleep normal belly full of food do you find yeah. the, the two are different Definitely, definitely. Cause most times when I like, there's songs that I've made in those states, and I, I literally don't remember how I made them. Like I remember, mm-hmm. like I have the equipment and I have the the settings, but I feel like when I when I make music, sometimes like I'm channeling something else. Like it's not me doing it and i feel like in those states is when it happens the most because like deserts like the instrumentals and the instrumentation that i get it's mainly for like when i make beats i feel like and sometimes when i write like a lot of times when i write but more more so when i make beats and like when i'm dealing Mm. with sounds that i can morph and 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 do like 
like weird things with you know so mm. like and uh but yeah like deserts is one of those songs where i'm like i'm singing in the background and i'm doing all of this with the the bass and it's just like i don't remember how i did it mm. i can look at the mm. project file and i can be like word so that's that that's that that's that but it's just like i i couldn't recreate it if i wanted to type that's Damn. just is that kind of deal yeah, it's, yeah, that's so fascinating, man. That's that's trippy. I think, um, yeah, I've myself, I've experimented quite a lot. Not obviously to this extent, but because I'm more about um, cognitive performance. Because mm-hmm. my my career is based on my ability to stay focused on a task for a long period of time, yeah. and I have a lot of stresses and interruptions and people depending on me. So for me, I'm all about cognitive function. So with that, I've experimented a lot with sleep and power naps as well. And what I found is if I was tired, um, you know, say from being disrupted from my son, my, 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 you know, my youngest son mm-hmm. waking up, um, I'd be tired during the day. So naturally, I'd just go to have a power nap and then just not have my alarm on. But what I found is I'd feel more tired. So I've been experimenting with um, little hacks. And I found that um, I think it's NASA nasa experimented with their astronauts um to uh no 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 more than 23 minutes sleep or 22 minutes or something like that and i've been doing that for the last couple years um obviously if i can obviously i can't really during during the during the week weekdays but weekends i'll just have power naps and it's phenomenal man like how you just feel refreshed and then and then i started having green tea i'd have green tea before i took a power nap so by the time by the time it gets to my bloodstream, I'm already asleep. And then when I wake up, you've got the you've got the alpha-anine, the amino acids from the green tea, and you've got the caffeine, and then you've also got the sleep, and you're just like, you're, yeah, you just want to do shit, you know? Um, yeah, and I, I love that, man. I'm always fascinated just when people do experiment with weird things like sleep and, and all sorts. But that's – um. so, you know, when you – when you hit a creative wall, like, you know, when you're, you know, obviously your, your life and your career is dependent on quality of what you put out. When you hit a creative wall, what do you do? Well, I try to do something completely different than what I'm doing at that moment. I'm like, all right, so this, this recipe for, for cooking up beats is not working right now. It's not, it's not what it used to be. I got, too used to doing it this way so i need to do it a different way and like i feel like that's when i started playing guitar like a couple years ago like last year Mm. like i was so used to the keys and just you know like programming and just like whatever like random random ways to make beats that i was i started listening to like a lot of the older stuff and it's just like they had like so much souls because they were they were kind of tethered to their instruments they were tethered to the sound that they were making a lot now it's really easy to be very informal with your sounds because you're in front of a laptop you're not necessarily strumming anything you're not hitting a key you can literally use the keypad on the laptop and it's just like typing it's not a different it's not a different Mm -hmm feeling at all so i feel like when i started playing guitar it definitely completely completely morphed how i saw music and i feel like you got to find ways to reinvent your love for what you do 
and how you mm-hmm. do it to, in mm-hmm. order to, to, you know, keep on progressing and keep on being innovative in that field and, and changing it. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, yeah, so, so interesting. I'm learning, I'm learning a lot, bro. I'm learning a lot from you. <laughs> so <laughs> that, <laughs> nah, it's great, man. I think, um, yeah, that's so true. You know, just, just experiment and, and go, yeah, try take a different direction. And it's, yeah, it's the same thing as well. Usually I find just by changing your environment recently, we just rearranged our studio, all the desks and mixed up where people sat and it just brings a different energy as well. Yeah. I guess that's kind of similar to, similar to what you're saying. Yeah, What's, um, so yeah, man. And in, in terms of like food, cause I understand, um, a couple years ago you, you were vegan what's uh what's your diet like nowadays and how how strict are you on that yeah when i was little i never like i don't know my mom tells me stories because i i obviously i can't remember when i was first born but like when i was little my mom she says that i would look at something and if i didn't like how it looked i just would not eat it like it's just like I, oh, you it was sound like, like my son <laughs> that, like, that's how i was i was just like what is this so yeah. like i feel like i've kept that that cautiousness with me growing up and so like what i eat is very is 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 not as i feel like like eclectic as it could be for where mm-hmm. i am in life like i kind of still just eat like like a little kid honestly like pizza like, like what cereal. like what pizza oh really yeah so I he- eat, like, heaps of sugar yeah yeah like beans and like hot dogs i was like raised on that i don't know if like a lot of people eat that anywhere else but like baked beans and <laughs> hot dogs that's it like, that's like probably my favorite meal and like i get i don't know like and and uh but i try stuff like you know vegetables you know i like yeah I like cauliflower a lot to be honest yeah. like that's one of my favorite vegetables um wow. and have you have you have you ever experimented with with diet and being like, like, because I I'm actually listening to a um, audio book at the moment, just about diet. Because for me, I'm always looking for that edge. How can I go from where I'm at now to the next level and the next level? And now at the moment, I've got a bit of a fixation with diet, and it's just it's phenomenal the the science uh associated with the diet and how it has uh an, an impact on on your your brain performance and also just as a as a creative which is so dependent on your mind your frame of mind have you ever experimented with that or even looked into it if not i can uh i can give you some pointers <laughs> yeah definitely probably need to take some pointers from you because uh uh, people have always tried to yeah bait, bait, bait beans and hot dogs yeah. <laughs> people have always tried to make me like eat eat different things and like i can cook anything it's like you just read the recipe but like i just have never been that culinarily adventurous in, in any way shape or form mm. yeah interesting what about coffee I actually don't drink coffee at all. Like, if I drink yeah. it, it's probably like something sweet, like a frappe or like 
frappuccino or something like i don't even mm. i don't even go to starbucks all that often if i go to starbucks yeah. it's to get like a bagel and cream cheese or some shit yeah yeah bro do you know what you should try i reckon it will it will explode your mind is i do this i've been doing this for the last five years it's called it's called bulletproof coffee and it's from a dude based in um i think he's based in la or something like that but it's basically black coffee with butter and grass-fed butter non-salted and coconut oil and then you blend it up and you have it like a latte and you don't eat anything else so basically the whole whole idea is it's it's intermittent fasting so you don't eat anything till around 1 p.m 2 p.m and your mind just explodes it turns you on like a christmas tree cognitive <laughs> functions just fuck through the roof like you almost can't can't contain it it's it's honestly dude it's it's it's, it's a game changer it's been a game changer for me a That's few people fire. in the office are doing it um <laughs> a, yeah <laughs> a few a few of my brothers it's yeah man it's 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 crazy bro because there's this there's this misconception that fat fat is bad for you but all that is is it was you know that whole thing was designed by the corporates so you could be eating more more wheat and more dairy and and stuff yeah. like that but good fat like butter olive oil coconut oil um nuts that stuff is like that's that's actual crack for your brain but <laughs> you don't have it you don't have the side effects you're on all the time and um i've been doing that bro and it's yeah it's honestly like sometimes i switch it up because i'm sick of it or i want to try something else and i always find myself going back to it but you should That's um cool. i'll send you i'll send you the recipe after, yeah, please, after this yeah. bro but try try it out bro I'll, I'll send you the science and stuff like that but yeah, it it's um it'll blow you it'll blow your mind maybe that can be a goal for you bro yeah literally diet. trying to yeah. diet, bullet, bullet. switching it up yeah 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 what do you what in, in terms of goals like you're you know you're you're focused you you understand what what needs to be done like do you are you are you strong on that like setting goals and whether it be written down or it's in your mind you must um have something that kind of pulls you constantly pulls you um, yeah for sure like uh like a, a goal like i set goals like um like short-term and long-term goals like my 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 manager well he's he's like I don't know. He's more like a brother to me, like an older brother. Like his name is Jeff, Jeff Weiss. He's, he's been with me for like the last four years, four or five years. And, um, yeah, like him, he's like a really, really, really intellectual person. He's a writer. He's, um, he's, he's a, he's a traveler, you know, vagabond mm -hmm. in some sense. He's, he's super, super dope. And so he's a very knowledgeable person. And so like, uh, like a lot of times I'll hit him up for like things if I don't know it and um, stuff like that. So yeah, mm -hmm. he's just mm -hmm. shout out to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah, I, I, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's such a cliche, like set your goals, you know, top, the top 2%, uh, performing people and blah 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 succeed because they set goals like you got all that shit and you know it's 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 cringy the way they said but it's so true like if you've got a goal um also the interesting the scientific part is your brain now knows what to focus on because we've got so much 
so much going on and so much information your brain's processing if it was to process it all you'd go you'd go fucking crazy you're like you'd end up in a straitjacket but whereas with goals your your act it's, it's called the res reticular activating ras reticular activating system and it fil- it's basically your brain you're telling your brain what to filter and what to focus on so you know when you buy like a car or if you um, you know, get into a certain type of music, all of a sudden you see, start seeing it everywhere and he- hearing it everywhere. That's for RAS going. And the thing is you can hack into that and trigger that as well. Um, just by, That's just by great. setting goals and just like yeah. reminding yourself about it every day by putting it in my case, I've got it on my, my Mac, my iMac. I've got a big post-it note I've got it on my phone. I try to look at that stuff all the time. And, uh, and I begin noticing it as well, which is as trippy as like once you can really tap into that stuff. So yeah, I just wanted to ask you, ask you about super that. Important. Super important. I feel like, um, yeah, like goals are definitely uh, important. Like I said, Jeff, because he's one of the people who kind of helps me build the trajectory of my goals. And because um, yeah. he's, he's, he's older than me. Yeah. He's, uh, he knows the field a lot better than I do. He's like a veteran. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, building your goals is definitely like, I have lists that we so, go through. So would he be, would he be your mentor essentially? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Like my mentor, he's my manager right now. Like he works as yeah. my manager and, but yeah, he's definitely a mentor, like brother, big brother figure in my life. Um, mm. And yeah, I can talk to him about pretty much anything. He's he's a super bro. Like I fuck with him. Love mm, him. Yeah, but dope, he, he helps me set those goals and he helps me like stay on track with um with them because I can get consumed in just making and making mm, and making music man. all the time. Yeah. So uh he he he's like, yo, you gotta set these goals long term even if they're like super crazy and you think they'll never happen in a million years mm-hmm. those will be the ones that happen when you least expect it yeah honestly. bro 100 percent. he's right he's right with that bro it's crazy looking at goals even that you set two years ago and at the time when you set these audacious goals you're like that's that's not happening that's fucking crazy <laughs> and then you're like what i can't believe i thought that was crazy and unattainable at the time you know, when you when you when you look back on it, you're like, damn, I've already achieved that. I'm I'm at a different level. So it's yeah. Yeah, it's it's so so important, man. I saw I saw you tweeted um, a couple months ago about to Kanye about um, wanting to be his protege. What was up with that? Yeah, like basically, uh, well, like yeah, Kanye. He's he's I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm supportive of this man, but. The way the world's climate is right now and the social climate of the world is just like, I don't know, like he's, I feel like he's not on the right side of things um, within like that spectrum. But musically, mm-hmm. I feel like he has so much to offer mm. and so much to, to like, I don't know, give and manifest. And like, he's mm. such a, a beacon of just like, anybody who's who's been you know influenced by kanye whether it be like tyler kanye put tyler into like the bigger frame of things tweeted about him and you know uh who else big sean's raw as fuck like 
mm-hmm. he, Kanye is he I feel like he's very integral into pe- making people um like super icons like mm. that's Yeah, I agree. How do you so think I, Oh, sorry, you go, bro. Sorry. Oh, no, no, you you're you're sounding interesting. I wasn't really about to say. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just keep just killing time. No, I was I was going to say, how do you think he catapulted to that different stratosphere yet he still maintained um a high level of integrity in his music obviously he married kim kardashian that helped a lot but besides that how do you how do you think and what what how do you think he did that and what takings can you take or other people can take from that the kids he got to the kids i said it earlier if you can if you can tap into the admiration of the youth you're tapping yeah. into the future essentially you're tapping into something that's long that's living long past you and Kanye has been very adamant on doing that and and yeah. and being very progressive musically and um yeah i feel like he's definitely on to a lot of stuff before it pops and mm. whether that be fashion you know shoes uh music whatever autotune mm. kanye essentially made that shit blow up yeah t-pain and Cher, people did it before him but they didn't mm-hmm. do it as cool as kanye you feel me mm-hmm. it's about yeah, doing it the right way you know what i'm saying yeah and yeah definitely man very stylishly yeah 100 percent. and considering <clears throat> he's what early 40s yeah he's so relevant yeah. still is phenomenal and what's your excuse my ignorance here but what is your definition of youth in terms of age like is it 13 to 25 like what is what is what is your definition of youth i feel like youth is like anyone probably like like millennials yeah and like gen gen i think we're generation z or some shit like that like yeah. I feel like probably like twenty seven and down because the way that the world is set up, people are growing up mentally later than they used to. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's not. It's mm-hmm. like in the medieval times, people was in the field super early, like working with their parents and stuff like that. It's not like that mm-hmm. anymore the mm-hmm. the luxuries of the world are far more abundant and therefore we have like a lot more i, I, I was watching something that said we have like a lot more like downtime and like mm. time like more downtime than we've ever had in the mm. history of the human humans you feel me so like mm. that um that i feel like kind of factors into the youth Mm. range being expanded Mm. it's um that's so interesting what you said about more downtime than ever in history um do you think that's also what's the the big cause of this whole depression epidemic like people are more medicated for depression and anxiety now than they ever have do you think that is just because they've got so much time and so much choice and so much information and with with social media it seems like every fucking person in the world is a superstar do you think that's also got a lot to do with it 
I definitely feel like it does have an, an extreme amount of of relevancy on like the mental state of the world. Like um, we see these things glamorized um, that normally we wouldn't see. Like we see people dying, you know, we see people mm. getting shot by police. We see um, we see all of these things online that we've never seen that a lot of people were never exposed to, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people mm. were never exposed to people dying in the streets or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But the internet and how connected we are and how much time we have to worry about other people and what else is going on, definitely, I feel like, opens the gateway for m- more emotions of the mm. world to be collectively shared. And mm. depression is an emotion and like happiness is an emotion as well. So mm. there's good things that come from it and there's bad things that come from it. But the, I feel like the glorification of being a shitty person has uh, messed up a lot of things. Mm. Like um, it's like, it became cool to be like not in tune with nature and not in tune Mm. with the world and not in tune with your neighbor the person Mm. you know i'm saying it it became Mm. and now in the states is very very i'm pretty sure other places too but since uh the freaking president got into office it's opened a gateway to more and more uh uh i don't know i guess what is it called psyche psychological devolvement yeah. is the only way that I can put it. Like that's, it's, 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 it's like depressing because it's like, yo, it's like our voices aren't even being heard at this point. And to an extent they are, but it's not happening as quick as it is. It's like, you're, and like you said, you're, you're exposed to so many different things that are going wrong with the world. Mm. when usually you'd only be exposed to like your local news or whatever, mm. you know what I'm saying? Or mm. your local, whatever's going wrong locally. Mm, definitely, man. It's uh, once again, right. It's almost like a choice. Like you can choose to look at the websites you look at. And also mm-hmm. now with, with the algorithms and social media, you can almost choose to filter out all that shit as well. And only focus on the good as well. But it's almost yeah. like, yeah, it's it, it, it's almost like I feel that back in the day, people lived, uh, you know, people were on farms and they did labor jobs and it also gave an opportunity to have a lot of thinking time as well, which I think is mm-hmm. healthy because you just, you know, just having just gratitude, like actually, actually telling yourself and 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 in you know how thankful and how how much gratitude you have just to be alive i know it sounds it sounds cheesy but it's so true like you know people don't spend enough time to to see all the good that's going on in their lives and in the world like yes there's a lot of a lot of crap and a lot of shit going on and things on the internet that people have never seen before but at the same time we're so much more advanced like poverty is is almost becoming less and um obviously in the states i know medical bills and whatnot the medical system's a bit bit screwed up but even over in New Zealand like you have if you're sick or you have cancer like the government's got your back you can you know you you 
you know, that's 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 a math, that's a huge thing, that's a huge draw, drawing card. Um, but like people don't, you know, people still find reasons to complain about things, and it's um, yeah. you know, once again, it circles back to what we were saying probably earlier in the conversation is you know, you can blame everyone. And there's things that are out of your control. But at the end of the day, if you take full responsibility and also just admit, you know, and just just acknowledge the fact that there's things that you can't control, you're immediately going to be in a better place. And I think, yeah, um, yeah man, that's that's yeah, it's interesting. So we're like, who do you think? Who do you think? Yeah, we've gone in a deep, 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 deep rabbit hole. We probably uh, this is probably a two-hour podcast in itself, just on, <laughs> um, just on that conversation. But in terms of in terms of music, man, like going back to that, that's you know that's 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 you. That's that's the um, industry you're you're in. Like, what is who do you think's doing it right right now in music? Who's doing it right? And I'm not not necessarily hip hop, but just music in general music in general um who's doing it right well in terms of like appealing like mass appeal i would say travis scott is doing it very right um why he's astroworld was amazing like in the sense that his he's a he's a he's a he's a performer he's a he's a mm. shows he's a showman you feel me and yeah, he man. has some of the best live concerts that I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. And wow. and I feel like that is he's doing it right. Like he's 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 killing it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw an interview of him and he's not very good at articulating himself, but on stage he's a different animal. He's exactly. it's 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 crazy, man, the energy. Have you been to one of his shows or? Never. Never been yeah. to a Travis show, but I can feel the energy from any of the videos that I see. Like, and being a yeah. performer and seeing the reaction that he can get out of a crowd is 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 crazy. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's almost yeah, yeah. unparalleled. Like, there's very few people who can do what he does to an yeah, entire yeah. stadium. Oh, I bet, man. You almost need to have these synchronicity powers to yeah. viable, and that's. <laughs> Would you say that's what that's a real talent, or could that could that be learned about actually uh, I, just knowing and understanding what the audience wants and giving it to them? I feel like it's definitely it's definitely a talent. Um, you can learn it, but there's also something natural that you can never learn from from something like that. Like everybody has yeah. their own stage presence and. I, I don't know. I've never seen a stage presence like Travis's. Like, and, yeah. and and Tyler's. Tyler has a really cool stage presence when he when he wants to. I feel like he has mm. very good like staging and the way that he's built his empire as well mm. is very is very ill. Same mm. with like Brockhampton, who's coming out now. Mm. They're, mm. they're 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 tight, and I think the way that they their aesthetic and the way that they they move as a collective is is very it's lit it's very mm. it's tight it's it's super a lot of people can relate to to that to brockhampton because they're mm. so they're they're very diverse and and i don't know i I, mm. I i fuck with them kevin who he i don't know what he does for brockhampton but he he did my website actually he's in brockhampton mm -hmm. so shout out to kevin um yeah, yeah, I know. Isn't Brockhampton the collective of 
of different artists and musicians and all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because they were they were here recently. Actually, I think we actually gave a few people from um, yeah, some some clothing. I'm I'm pretty Five. sure. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they go hard. But it's yeah, that's um yeah, it's dope, man. So like, well, because I know um we'll have to wrap this up shortly, but I've just got a few more few more questions as well as um just to kind of before we wrap it up and what's uh so what's your what's the message you were trying to trying to give to people out there um like obviously you know as an artist you've got a lot you've got something to say what is it actually you're trying to put out there and give give to people uh i I feel like there i just want to let people know that there is more going on in the world than what we can see uh whether that be um whether that be physically, you know, there are things and I, I wouldn't say like monsters, but there are entities around us that we can't see because they're on a different plane of existence, a uh, different dimension, whatever you want to call that. You feel me? There's, we live in, uh, I guess, like a multi-dimensional space and time you know we there's so much more to life than what you can see and what you can touch yeah definitely man it's almost this yeah spirit world or um yeah that is happening around us just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist and it doesn't affect you like the energy you may feel something and you don't even know why you feel it yeah but that's because of something that is not even in your control yeah, uh, this it's not even you have nothing to do with it, but mm. it's still happening to you. And I yeah. feel like the more knowledgeable people are of things like that, the more you know. Uh, I guess the more compassionate and the more understanding we can become of like people who we have no, no, you know, experiences with prior. Mm. Mm. Definitely, man. That's interesting. Um. So, uh, as, as you know, like for I Love Ugly, we put out a lot of messages and share stories and, um, you know, our, our, our overall philosophy is to inspire people to achieve their goals and aspirations. Um, like that's what we constantly get people emailing us about and thanking us for all the, you know, the messages or whatever we do put out, put out around this and, you know, just a question for you is, you know, you've got, you, you, you know, you, you've done some phenomenal stuff and you've had some failures, you've had a lot of successes and what's your, what's your advice for people that do want to start with an artist or they want to start a podcast or um, like, what's your advice? Cause I think the first thing is like what I've, the pattern I see in people, most common pattern is they start and they've got a lot of energy and then after three months, they weren't getting the traction which they envisioned, and they stopped. What's your advice for these people to carry on? That well, my advice for you know situations where things feel stagnant is is just you know, it could be right around the corner. The breakthrough that you're looking for or was hoping for could be 
a couple days away or a couple hours away or you, you never mm-hmm. know if you quit you know what i'm saying you gotta you yeah. gotta have faith in yourself more than anything you gotta have yeah. faith in your team and your people and the people around you who support you mm-hmm. more than anything because that's infectious you know your faith is infectious mm-hmm. the people around you they see what you believe in you may convince them to believe in it too you know what i'm saying like you never mm-hmm. know the domino effect of human existence and the human, you know, how we interact with each other and how we mm. pick up on things subconsciously. Like there is, there's things going on. Like I said, that you may not even know are going on to help you. Mm. And uh, you don't want to, you don't want to quit something, especially if you really love it. Like if you really love something, do it because you, you know, you really, you really love it. And because you really have a connection and something to convey and, and, and a message that will better the world ultimately. Um, if you feel that is, is what you're doing, never stop. Never mm. stop. Oh, man. I couldn't have said it better, bro. You absolutely nailed it. And that's what you said so true. Like, yeah, there's so many times, especially when we were going through all that shit. I love ugly. Um, just when we overexpanded and I felt like quitting, it's those words that you just said now that actually kind of kept me, kept me going. Like so many people quit. Um, they quit just before, you know, just before you're going to get that breakthrough or they can just see the palm trees in the horizon, you know, when they're on the desert and they just see the oasis and they just quit just before that point. And I think um, I think that's, that, that that advice right there, what you've just given, is absolutely golden. And I think that will resonate with a lot of people, man. But, um, bro, I just want to say, yeah, thank you so much. Um, and um, yeah, we could uh, just tell it what, what's next for you, bro. And then after that, just tell if you just tell our audience where to find you, like um, you know, on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah. So what's so- next, and then just tell them where to find you. Yeah, so pretty much, uh, uh, I just released this instrumental tape. That's literally what it's called, instrumental tape. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so now I'm full steam ahead on a Japanese horror film. I've released uh, kind of like the demos and the instrumentals that you know I feel like were good enough for it, but ultimately didn't fit what I was trying to do with it. So. Japanese horror film will be like my official debut album everything before it has been like a mixtape or a compilation or something like that so it'll be my first full body of work that I mostly produced super guitar heavy very psychedelic it's it's you know I'm doing a lot of research for it into the Japanese culture and into uh Japanese you know folklore and you know everything like that I've always been into folk music and folklore so Mm -hmm. i feel like um yeah just a japanese horror film and then after that you know the sky is the limit yeah (laughs) yeah so when's it coming out again sir uh well right now it's still being made i have so many songs for it and it's kind of just about dwindling it down until it it actually and piecing it together connecting it the way that I feel like it's seamless and yeah. um so it's gonna be out this year though. It's definitely gonna yeah. be out in twenty nineteen. But do you have a, a specific date? Is your manager or anything putting putting uh pressure on you for a certain date? 
Yeah, uh, he 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 he's not too. Jeff isn't too like too too. Uh, he's definitely like, yo, where is it? Where you know where is it? <laughs> yeah. But he's not too like. He's not too like. Uh, he knows it'll get done. Like I'm I'm thinking, if not, uh, like I think I think fall time, as far as like the atmosphere is probably the yeah. best time to drop it yeah. because in the southern hemisphere it's like it's still cold and stuff like yeah. that so yeah oh that's dope my man and where can people find you oh yeah i'm at on instagram it's chester watson on twitter uh chester watson with no vowels so it's c-h-s-t-r-w-t-s-n um yeah and then on soundcloud chester watson that's where i'm at yeah <laughs> amazing my man any any last words or anything uh thank you to you know uv and i love ugly like this shit is i don't know it's such a surreal experience like this shit is so it's so lit like i'm i'm honored to be in this position and if you, if anyone works hard they can they can hit greater heights and you know do greater things than yeah yeah a lot of people so just stay focused man. 100% absolute pleasure bro and um always always enjoy talking to you and looking forward to what the future entails obviously we're going to support as best we can we believe in you and what you're doing bro so um it's exciting times ahead thank you <laughs> yeah very exciting thank you everybody for listening if you enjoyed this episode and found any type of value please subscribe to our podcast Share with your friends and give us a five-star review on iTunes to be in the draw to win a $200 I Love Ugly gift voucher. We will be drawing a winner weekly. Good luck and see you on the next episode.